This is the Daily Wrestling News for February 25th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined today by senior NXT correspondent to the Essential Wrestling Podcast, John Smith. Good morning, John. How are you? I am great, man. How are you doing today? Very good. Very good. Uh, Thursdays are always fun uh, because it's, we get to talk about the Wednesday night wars, what happened and everything like that. And so today's no, no different. Uh, I like to start though, NXT or dynamite, which was, which was better. Um, I, there's no contest on this one. I think, I think NXT, even though they went, they went with a, um, a promo to end the show. I, th- I think they were the better show yesterday overall. Yeah. That Escobar and cross match was really fun. Just a lot of fun. Um, so we're going to get to NXT and Dynamite, and we'll do NXT first. Um, but we're going to start with news today, or a ridiculously random question, then news, and then we'll get into NXT and Dynamite. I'm going to ring the bell, and we'll get the show on the road. Let's do it. All right. Your ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, a place where you can join or host a Pick'em league to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. No big shows this weekend uh, to pick, so uh, make sure you get, get your account established so that when they pop up, you can get some in before WrestleMania. John, we're going to do something a little different on the question today. We're going to do word association because I want to see where your loyalties lie. So I'm going to say a word, and I want you to blurt out the first G-rated thing that pops into your head. All right, so okay. here we go. The word is Freebird. Um, I just when I think of that, I just think of people going free bird at concerts. You know, like the song. Okay, I I didn't know if it was going to be the song or if it was going to be the free birds. uh, Michael P.S. Play free bird at any concert you go to. Play free bird. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we're going to hit the news uh, because yesterday was a pretty newsworthy day. um, In a in a kind of a small way. Uh, only a couple of stories, but I think they were fairly big stories. So uh, today's news is brought to you by the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week I compile the week's top wrestling stories, put them all in a quick-to-read email that's divided up by company. There are nearly 4,000 people getting this newsletter each week, so you should be one of them if you're not already. Um, you get it, it comes out every Friday at 11 a.m., so definitely subscribe. Bodyslambrigade.com. All right, John, so Paul White, formerly known as The Big Show, formerly known as The Giant, has signed a long-term contract with All Elite Wrestling. He will be an active competitor. He will also be a commentator for the new AEW Dark Elevation show, which will debut on March 15th with his commentary partner, Tony Schiavone. I think this is a really big story, uh, and uh, I don't know how I don't know how you feel about it. We haven't talked about it, but I think this is a big story. Uh, the, the story to me more is why is he not with WWE anymore? 
you know, especially since they just, you know, threw some money into him with the big show show. And, you know, he, he's always been a part of them. He's always been like one of their ambassadors, you know, that they, they always send the big show to the other countries because they like seeing the giant, you know. It, it doesn't make much sense to me. I'm sure there's some sort of story behind it. Maybe he wanted to keep wrestling and they didn't want him in the ring anymore. Uh, it's just nice to see fresh young talent getting a chance in AEW, you know? <laughs> well, so, yeah, I do agree. I think that's why it's a big story. Um, Paul White debuted with WWE uh, 22 years ago this month at St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which I asked John DeCani about yesterday. He seemed to have forgotten <laughs> during trivia. but uh, <laughs> I knew that one. <laughs> but, but 22, 22 years consistently, he's been with the company's ups and downs, more heel turns than anybody ever. Um, he, you know, <laughs> he changes heel and baby face more than he does his underwear, I think. Um, yeah. But, I mean, in general, he has been with that company for so long. He did the Steve Austin Broken Skull Sessions recently. You mentioned the Big Show show, which was canceled, but... You know, I think he was really enjoying that portion of his career. And I I don't know. The last couple of appearances he's been on, he's kind of gotten humiliated a bit by Randy Orton. But whatever. I, I'm really still really surprised. I thought he was a lifer. So. Yeah, I guess it goes to show you that they really think highly of Braun Strowman, I think, in WWE to have him be like their giant now. You know, he's going to be taking over that role for the next decade at least, I think. That is exactly what, and it's funny, like the big show has come up multiple times this week uh, on this show when we did the Raw recap on Tuesday with Travis. That That is what I said to him in pre-prod. I was like, Braun Strowman got big showed because, you know, he basically filled that role. Lashley had to destroy a great big huge giant. So interesting, the writing was kind of on the wall there, but uh, I didn't really notice it as just figuring <laughs> Braun Strowman yeah. the younger version. So we'll see what he does in AEW. I think the look, the reality is the big show, he's in his four I think he's only in his forties. Um he has a long career ahead of him of people walking in and trying to punch him and him no selling it and him just choke slamming him and walking out. If, <laughs> if that's what they want to do, they I mean they can do that for a long time. Um but uh, I, I'm in, I am interested to see how he does as commentary on commentary. So, yeah, he's got that frog in his throat. So I'm I'm curious as to what it's going to sound like over the course of an, of an hour or two. Yeah, yeah. Well, God help me. I hope that jaw that that new show is only an hour. Um, I don't want another two hour dark show on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, and that's another, you know, all these kind of questions come up to me, right? Like last week, Dark was 12-match show, and it was only an hour, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, this week, they went up to 16 matches, and it was over two hours again, and I was like, oh. So I hope that the model is going to be an hour on Monday, an hour on Tuesdays. I think that's a lot more consumable, so we'll see. Um, some sad news. If you're a fan of the Billy Corrigan era NWA, uh, NWA power and such that that was popular, not really last year, up until February of 2020, they had to shut everything down with the pandemic. But um, NWA star Josephus, who was also known as the question mark, passed away, I guess, yesterday. Billy Corrigan announced it on his Instagram. 
Um, question mark was kind of a comedic relief type of character. He was in there from he was in there with um, Aaron Stevens, which is Damian Sandow, was his tag team partner in NWA, and you know he, they were really rolling. I think they the crowd was really behind him in this comedic character. Um, so it's really, really sad. And he's a young guy and the illness is unknown. So I think more will come out on that in the next couple of days, but, or I hope, but, uh, just sad news to start the day. Yeah. always sad to hear about someone leaving us too early, especially the wrestlers because happens too much in this business. Yeah, absolutely. At least, you know, more recently it hasn't been nefarious type of, you know, drug overdoses and things like that. But, um, God, I just, you know, so many people leave too early. Um, news from Japan this morning. We have new tag team champions crowned in New Japan. El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defeated ELP and Taiji Ishimori. Um, so they were, they were substitutes in because of Hiromu Takahashi's uh, torn pack. Now, Takahashi, at the opening of the show, he announced that he was going to uh, vacate the junior heavyweight championship because of the injury, he requested that Bushi take his place in a match with El Fantasmo on Sunday uh, to determine the new champion. Uh, it looked like that's the direction we were going, but then in, after the main event where the tag titles changed, Desperado, who's one of the new champions, said, I really am in line. So now we have three people vying. We haven't got an announcement about what the match is going to be. If it's going to be one-on-one, -on -one, and then the third person gets a match later, um, or it'll be a three-way. So... We will see uh, in the next couple of days, I guess. So I think that covers the news, and we can jump into NXT now. So, John, the show opens with Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano. Dexter Loomis is all, already in the ring, I think. And uh, Dexter, Dexter Loomis gets the win here because Austin Theory hesitates. He doesn't hit him with the chair. Uh, Johnny's really pissed about this, though. <laughs> <laughs> it was it's it's a nice twist man the whole stockholm syndrome thing and then indy was all smitten with with uh with loomis on the edge of the ring apron and then later on in the show they had a little backstage thing where all of this was confirmed yep. so it's it's gonna be fun because the the title is intertwined with it but it's not just about the title it's about johnny and dexter and then it's about theory and indy also like it's the whole thing i love it Gargano says that Theory has to go, I think Theory and Indy have to go to therapy. And so I'm immediately reminded of um, the Undisputed Era and the therapy sessions. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly was the therapist there. And I'm thinking Johnny Gargano will make a great, great shrink in, in his current role. So I think, I think that's the direction they're headed, not that they're going to actually hire a shrink for Theory. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I was thinking... The um the therapist that they got for um Team Hell No with Kane and Daniel yes. Bryan. Yeah. Yep. That like effeminate man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Either way, I mean I think Johnny would do it better. So yeah, I'd love to see Johnny doing that in a little gray wig and some glasses or something. Yes, yep, yep. And holding up ink blots, sort of like the word association that we <laughs> that we just did. Yes. Um so, okay, so move, moving further down the show, uh, it was previously announced last week, I, I think, only in passing, but enough but enough that we thought the, that MSK would be wrestling 
uh, Borkin and Lurch. I think I said that wrong, which is correct. Uh, next <laughs> for the tag team championships. Uh, but I don't think that's to come to pass. They didn't really say that the match was off, but they didn't announce it as such. So the Grizzled Young Veterans attacked MSK in the back. And I believe that we're not going to see that because I think MSK is going to be not cleared for at least a week. So. Yeah, or they could use that injury as like the reason MSK loses the title match because you know maybe Wesley is you know not so effective. So then uh, Carter is the one that has to do all the work, and he ends up getting beat because he's in the match too much. Blah blah blah. You know. I can't believe you've learned their new names. I can't get Desmond Wentz out of my head. <laughs> I didn't see them enough as Desmond Wentz. Like yeah. when I first started watching Impact, they weren't really around. It was all Trey Miguel and not really them. So. I didn't get used to them as those names. I didn't even know those names really until they got signed by NXT. They didn't stick with me. Yeah, and another person whose name I can't quite get right, Russ Taylor, Tyler Rust, whatever his name is, he he was supposed to face Leon Ruff because Malcolm Bivens, <laughs> he was lurking in medical to find the first person who like just barely got cleared to face off against his guy, Tyler Rust. So, there, so that was the match that was assigned. Uh, but uh, but Swerve Scott attacked Ruff before Ruff could even get in the ring. So Swerve is full on heel now. Um, he's complete character change for him. So. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get a pretty big grudge match between the two of them soon. Maybe even at, at a takeover, which would be big for for both of them. Yes, that's a big get. Um, so what did you think of Zoe Stark and the Zoe Stark and Io Shirai match? Not a squash. Not a squash. I was surprised that it even went as long as it did. Um, I, I mean, Zoe Stark can go, which is why they gave her that spot to begin with. So, I mean, like, whenever something like this happens, I just I, I feel like I got to trust Triple H at this point because he knows what he's doing. He knows who to throw out there. There's a reason that Zoe Stark got put in this situation and Caden and and um, Casey didn't, you know? Right. Because you know she can do it. I mean, she looks like a like a poor man's Trish Stratus. I like her. <laughs> Zoe Stark can go, but EO EO got the got the win as she should have. I'm really uh, yeah. I'm, I am really looking forward to this new crop of people. And on that subject of not being able to figure out who's who, Zoe Stark, um, <laughs> Zoe Stark, Lacey Ryan, whatever her name is these days. <laughs> um, but. But yeah, I mean, she she can go and she showed it, and uh, I, I like I said, I'm really excited about the new class. I think there's a lot of talent in there. Um, and Io Shirai after the match, Tony Storm and Io kind of got in a little verbal exchange. Tony Tony wants a match. Io says anytime, anywhere, and so she Tony puts it on Io. Well, go get Regal to make the match, and so two weeks in two weeks we're going to get Tony Storm versus Io Shirai in a singles match. So, um, you think that's a title change, John? I, I want to say it's an easy no, which means maybe he's gonna, you know, shock us and give it to Tony somehow. I, I, I wouldn't. I guess I wouldn't be surprised if Tony won it, but I'm not gonna pick her. Gotcha. Okay. I'm looking for you know a way to graduate some people because man, that new 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 class is just enormous. So, but uh, Zia Lee got a win over Casey Cat and Zaro, four and a half minutes. Um, I don't think the match was announced, but I think we can presume based on Zia Lee saying you're next that Caden Carter versus Zia Lee is next week. 
Zai um, Lee was, was pretty vicious, I think. It was yeah, everything about, yeah, everything about what she does now is great. I love it. And she, 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 there's a little give and take between the two of them, but it was all Zaya. Yeah. And, you know, she, she couldn't even, what, what did she stomp her leg and like mess her knee up? The, I mean, that, that just looked gross. Uh, I don't know how they did that without actually hurting her. <laughs> well, I think that's the fun thing about Casey Catanzaro. I think she's actually made of the same stuff as Stretch Armstrong. So I think, okay. I think it's a problem. <laughs> Um, grizzled young veterans got a win over Drake Maverick and Zach Gibson, eight and a half minutes. Um, I, I don't think that's the story. I think the story here is Killian Dane carries Drake Maverick to the back and in medical up walks Alexander Wolf and says to Killian Dane, you used to be a monster. Now that's obviously a callback to when they were teaming up as sanity. And it strikes me. Do you think there's any chance that Killian Dane goes to Imperium? Ooh, I didn't even think of that. Um, I was just thinking he'll turn on Drake eventually, but I would love to see Killian Dane as part of Imperium. I don't know if he fits them though. They're a little too like, you know, clean cut and proper, and he's more of you know just you know wild beard, wild haired, you know, flying all over the place. So I don't know. Yeah, I agree. He doesn't seem to fit the bill, but also I would have said the same thing about Wolf when they brought him in. So, um, and actually. Timothy Thatcher is a more uh, logical person to join Imperium because of his history with uh, with those guys, with Walter and stuff. But yeah, and and the, just the style that he works. But it'll be it, yes, could be interesting. Could be interesting there. So um, Cameron Grimes spends the entire episode trying to pull off the million dollar man trick, which he would have been more successful at if he would have been patient enough to watch the entire. 20 more seconds of the million dollar man video where DiBiase kicks the ball out in front of the kid. So he gave up a lot of money. And uh, when he finally did stop somebody from dribbling 10 times, he threw all his money up in the air and walked away. So he didn't really. <laughs> it was way more than a thousand dollars that he threw up in the air. I know. I want, I want to, I want to be in the proximity of Cameron Grimes. I think all you have to do is be in the proximity of him and your income will instantly rise <laughs> so yeah i love what they're doing with him he doesn't have to like he's not even involved with anybody but he has his own program going it's great absolutely yep so and then i i'm so i'm so i'm bringing it to karen cross and santos escobar now like you mentioned this match was like this was a great match um the the music starts for carrying cross and we, we the camera pans over to the the parking lot where santos escobar arrives and man, Cross meets them at the door. <laughs> he, as soon as we see any one of Legado del Fantasma, Cross is killing them. So they fight all over the backstage in the parking lot and then into the arena. And eventually, Cross hits a Saito suplex on the table, a Saito suplex in the ring. And then he hits that forearm to, uh, to basically end it for, uh, for Santos. So, but this Escobar didn't look weak here. I think no, not at all. He he didn't back down. He didn't act like a like a like a wuss or anything like that. But he Cross still came across as like the much tougher and bigger guy. I mean, this was everything that I wanted out of this match and more. I mean, I was so mad last week that they didn't give us the match. But last week it wasn't a no DQ, and it being a no DQ this week, it made it 
incredible. It was uh, the first half of it outside was like watching um, like an act, like an action sequence from a movie. Yep. It was just so well done, and it was just like a like a one shot theatrical type of fight in the back, and then part two in the ring was just as good. And I can't say enough good things about these two. I hope they're not done with each other. I really liked, uh, you know, I noted that they both had incredible facial expressions too. You know, when there's this moment when Cross picks up Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza and throws them through the uh, barricade at, in the CWC. And then he just stares there and he has the best menacing look. And Escobar just, you know, he he kind of no sells it, but he's but it was also like a holy crap. <laughs> now what do I have? Now what do I have? So they told a really good story with their facial expressions throughout the whole match. So I, I was I was really happy. Um, the last thing we had on the show um, is Adam Cole coming out. He apologizes profusely to Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know what his angle was. Roddy came out and said, you know, it's too late, blah, blah, blah. Finn Balor comes out and tries to attack. Roddy defends, uh, defends or gets in the way of Finn Balor. So Finn Balor is taken out of the equation. Roddy hits Cole on accident. They have this like moment of crying in the middle of the ring. And then Adam Cole, low blow on Roderick Strong, super kick, calls him stupid or an idiot or something. Um, John, I don't know what's to come here for the Undisputed Era. They're all still wearing Undisputed Era shirts and stuff, but do you think it continues on in any form? Like, did Roddy and Bobby stick together and or something? Like, or, or this, this is the end? Uh, I can't imagine anything being called the Undisputed Era after this without the four of them being involved, or at least without Adam Cole being involved. He was the main guy, even though they were four equals kind of. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know where they were going. Is Adam Cole trying to sell us that he was actually apologizing and then what Roddy did caused him to change his mind again in the middle of the ring? Or was it all a ruse to begin with? Because, like, it it, does, it didn't make much sense to me. I mean, the out, what, how, by the time we got to the end of it, it all kind of made sense for what they're going for. But the way they got there was kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with the undisputed era. That is NXT. Um, we do have some stuff for next week. I have a whole segment. We'll talk about when next Wednesday uh, in a few seconds after we get through Dynamite. Um, okay. So Dynamite. Um, five six things probably happened on the show that I think we definitely need to talk about. John Moxley gets a win over Ryan Nemeth. Not much to that match, but at, in his post match promo, Moxley says. If it comes to an end at Revolution, the exploding barbed wire match will be one hell of a way to go out. And my, so my question here is, it really felt like that was foreshadowing a loss. And we know Moxley has a baby on the way. So to me, it just it just felt like he was building us up, preparing us mentally for, for him to lose. <laughs> yeah, I don't think any of us think he's getting that title back. It's once it's on, Now that it's on Omega, it's not coming off Omega for a long time, I think. Yeah, well, and and that has been the case. I mean, Jericho held the belt for six months. Moxley was ten, and I think you know Omega. We're going to see at, at least ten. I think so. Um, Team Taz defeated the Varsity Blondes nine minutes and seven seconds. Uh, the Varsity Blondes look great. They hit their finisher, and uh, Team Taz. I don't remember which one it was. Kicked out, but their finisher is that like doomsday drop kick type of thing. Um, mm. 
so after the match, we have the Sting and Darby Allen stuff. Sting carries a body bag out, hooks inside the body bag. Darby comes down via zip line. They clear the ring of Team Taz. Um, Sting does a Stinger Splash and a Scorpion Death Drop. So now we've seen Sting last week taking bumps. This week he's on offense. Dory Funk wrestled in all Japan until the age of 76 and maybe some more stuff after that. So I guess Sting can still go at the age of 61. I guess. I mean, I, let's just hope he really doesn't hurt himself when the time <laughs> comes for that, for that match. Yeah. The splash looked okay. So that was the that was the high-impact one. and We'll see. Uh, Jake Cutler or Jake Hager defeated Brandon Cutler three minutes, 10 seconds. I don't think that there's anything to report there. That's obviously the outcome that we were expecting, but uh, MJF and Chris Jericho beat up uh, the young bucks. Dad, Papa buck on the outside, left him lying in a pool of blood. He had to leave via ambulance. You knew something was going to happen as soon as you saw Papa buck on television this week. So, yeah, he's, he's probably got a thrill of getting involved with his kids for that. <laughs> <laughs> you think that was that, that that he actually bladed for that, or you think that was all fake blood? I bet they have fake blood. I, I don't I have a have an outside. I, when when my son's a wrestling star, I'll blade for him. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Hangman Page defeated Isaiah Cassidy. Um which that was also an outcome that we expected, but the, the storyline elements that kind of fed into it were the TH2 and, and such on the outside and Matt Hardy on the outside being countered again by the Dark Order. Um, so at the end of the match, after, after all that happens, Matt Hardy throws Alan Angels, number five, off the stage, uh, complaining that, that you know Paige once again chose the Dark Order. So, I don't know, John. What do you think? Are there what are the odds that Adam Page actually joins the Dark Order at some point? I I'd say there's still only like about ten percent. I think he appreciates the friendship and he appreciates them helping him, but eventually he'll just be like, "Look, I can, I don't want to be a part of a group, and it's going to be ugly eventually." And maybe that'll be the way that Dark Order becomes dark again instead of you know these baby faces that doesn't really feel right. Yeah. And it, to me, it, there's gotta be somebody in that group that has, if, if it goes that way, that has a, 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 you know, a program with Adam page. And right now I don't see silver unless maybe silver breaks off because, you know, he's been very, you know, getting very over. So maybe that, that maybe that ends up being a program for him to kind of boost up in the rankings some. Um, we'll see. I think I think that's where the the storyline will go, in the sense that he won't join, but somebody in that group gets elevated for having a program without Page. And then your bracket got busted. Your bracket got busted. Here we go. There's current status. Neither Rose got a win over Britt Baker. Um, who's your pick now to win the whole thing? Uh. Can I see that one more time? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So we got Thunder Rosa Riho on the top left. They're going to be facing off on Sunday. Yuka Zakazaki uh, and Rio Mizunami, they're also going to be wrestling on Sunday. Um, so it's down to five. 
I gotta go with Thunder Rosa. I mean, they gotta be giving somebody new a shot. I don't think it's gonna be Nyla and or Rio because they've both had the title already. So there's a logistics thing that uh, Jeff Johnson brought up to me yesterday that I hadn't thought of. So the Rich Pan side is completely pre-taped, and the, there is a chance that perhaps they've taped Riho beating one of the two other ladies on the Japan side before she came over. So logistically, maybe if the other two aren't traveling, Yuka and Ryo Mizunami, maybe Riho is going to win this thing. But she would have to get through Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose to get there. But we haven't she really looked seen really good last week or two weeks ago when she had her match. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to her winning. I just, like I said, like I always say, like, oh, we're, we want new stars, but then they always keep pushing the same people, you know? Yeah. Well, I'll t- I think that if Sheeta were to beat Riho, that would be a real. I mean, any any one of those people on the U.S. side, I think, are like signature victories for Sheeta. But she's already beaten Nyla Rose. I don't think we need to play that one back. So I'm taking her out, and then I'm down to Riho, Riho and Thunder Rosa. So, yeah. So I think for the re- for the reasons you said, Thunder Rosa's interesting match. Riho might logistically just be the the person that ends up being the situation. So we'll see. Uh, Lance Archer, Ray Phoenix, man, that didn't disappoint in the final match. I didn't know how it was going to go because I, I like them both, and but Lance is just so much bigger than Ray. I didn't know how this match would work out. It, Ray can work a big guy, as it turns out, and and Lance did all the right stuff as a great big monster. So, yeah, well, like I said on the podcast the other day, uh, Cody doesn't want Ray Phoenix to outshine him in the ladder match, so he didn't book him in the ladder match. <laughs> Uh, so now, uh, with that aside, you have Cody, Scorpio Sky, Pentagon, or Penta L0M, Lance Archer, and next week we're going to have either Preston Vance or Max Caster, and then presumably there's one more spot that we think will maybe be Pac, I think is the right the right choice there. But Preston Vance and Max Caster, that feels like a kind of out of nowhere too. Those two guys are not really in the mix at all in terms of singles, so... Um, do you have a thought on which one of those is going to make it onto the pay-per-view? Not a clue. I, I mean, that's a true coin flip to me. Yeah. Preston Vance, I mean, you know, he's, he's very green. He's a big guy. Um, he's Brody, he's Brody Jr.'s favorite. So that might, maybe that's the deal here. So I just wonder why wonder why like Scorpio and Penta are automatically in the match. I like, I understand like even, my hatred for Cody aside, like he's a former TNT champion, so yeah. he's in the ladder match. But like, why isn't why doesn't Scorpio or Penta have to qualify? You know. Well, and uh, you know, I, I'll give you that. And uh, I was wondering the same thing, especially with Scorpio Sky, because he just hasn't even been on television that much, unfortunately. Um, Pentagon has been in the mix, um, you know, and he. He had some situations, you know, he, you know, he was in the world title eliminator tournament and, you know, he got a, at least a first round Phoenix beat him, but he Pentagon mm-hmm. took his place. But, but in any event, like he's been in the mix at least a little bit, but yeah. Why did Lance Archer and Phoenix have to qualify? <laughs> See, of all people, those two, the two that just had world title opportunities. Yes. Yep. So, all right. So next week, um, I already mentioned a little bit, but we have Dark Orders members Uno 
Uno Grayson, Reynolds Silver, and Allen Angels. That's one, two, three, four, and five. They're going to be facing Matt Hardy, Private Party, and TH2, 10-man tag. Dark Order 10 versus Max Caster in the ladder match qualifier. Shaq and Jade versus Cody and Red Velvet. FTR and Tully versus Jurassic Express. And then Chris Jericho and MJF will answer the questions from the press. Um, I know I, I'm a little reluctant to ask you about the Cody and Red Velvet match, but I guess I will. Who, how do you think that's going to go? Do you think that Shaq and Jade are going to win that match? It's really hard to say without having seen Jade wrestle yet. But. I really don't know where they're going with this. Uh, I, I feel like the, the decision is going to come down to the two ladies, though. I don't think Shaq's getting pinned, and I don't think Shaq is pinning Cody. I think one, and what's that? You may have seen a little a little bit of things around the, the internet recently, like the fact that Big Show, Paul White, is now AEW, and they tried to do that Shaq-Big Show match at WrestleMania many times, and it never worked out for whatever reason. I wouldn't be shocked to see Big Show's involvement here some in some way. Um, and then maybe that, maybe that builds into a, a double or nothing or something like that, you know, because they're going to use him sparingly. And I think, I bet you they'll got, they got Shaq for more than one, one show. So. Yeah, that would, that would be an interesting way to bring Big Show in on everything. Yeah. Yeah. May, well, maybe it's Shaq and the Big Show as a tag team. <laughs> All right, let's before we get too far down the road, speculation. We also had a couple of matches announced for Revolution. Miro and Kip Sabian versus Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Also, there's going to be a tag team casino battle royal match, which a whole bunch of teams announced for that. And it'll I think that'll be that'll be an interesting they're gonna announce more teams. And so that's casino battle royal style, but with tag teams. So that that could the ring could fill up pretty fast there. I love battle royals. I'm always down for a good battle royal, especially when you don't know who's going to win. Yes. Yep. And I think that's the case here because you got multiple Dark Order teams. Santana Ortiz are in the middle of the graphic. Um, so we'll see. Next week on NXT, we have the tag team title match for Kel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai challenging Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. The world desperately wants Raquel and Dakota to win this. <laughs> so do I. And I want that to be how they get called up. I, if that's the way they call them up, that would be cool. I'd rather them stay there and make the women's tag team championships a part of NXT mostly. It would be a nice yeah. secondary title. They're, they have the strongest women's division out of the three WWE brands. You know, I mean, if you combined Raw and SmackDown, that would be better than NXT, I guess. But I think out of if you make it three brands, they got the most, you know, competitive women's division. And they have all this new, all these new women coming in as well. So, um, yeah, you could definitely, if nothing else, more defenses there. I don't mind Plus, the championships traveling, but I think there needs to be more defenses at that NXT level. Yeah. Plus, don't they have another NXT show that's going to be happening once the Peacock Network starts up? So yeah, you know, yeah. they can make it where they they have more time for the women there. You know. Yep. And even NXT UK. I mean, I know the borders are kind of closed at the moment, but it'd be nice to see those titles go over there too. Um, so I guess let's just, uh, I guess we wait and see, but I think the world is pulling for, for Raquel and Dakota. So let's go. 
And then two weeks from now, we got Tony Storm and Io Shirai. So we already talked about that one. Yep. All right, John, it's trivia time. Uh-oh. Here we go. Uh, let me bring up the score chart. Unfortunately, I believe, yeah, John DeCani wins the month. There's no uh, there's no way to unseat him at 16 points. Uh, but you can you can you're also locked in for second place, so you can just strengthen your position. Uh, maybe you'll yeah, get- I, I, I'm just gonna boost my all time winning burst or the percentage. Go. Yeah, that's right. Batting average, batting average. That's what I meant. All right, let me play the bumper. Twenty years ago today, WWE held No Way Out in Paradise, Nevada at the Thomas and Mack Center before 15,223 fans. I have five questions for you about that show. A simple majority correct will get you a W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. And since the big show was in the has been in the news, what title did he win in the opening contest? Your choices are the Intercontinental Championship, the Hardcore Championship, the European Championship, or the tag team titles? No way out 2001. Uh, it's either tag or hardcore. Uh, wait, let me think for a second. I was 17. I was WrestleMania 17. Uh, I'd go with the hardcore. Hardcore. Very good. That All is correct. Right. He defeated Raven. Um, Raven actually lost the title during the match, then won it back, and then Big Show pinned him to win it. So, <laughs> Stephanie McMahon wrestled on this show, and she won. Who did she beat? Trish Stratus, Lita, Molly Holly, or Jazz? Trish Stratus. It was Trish Stratus, 2-4-2. Two, two. All right. Steve Austin and Triple H wrestled in a three stages of hell match on this show. The first bout was a straight singles match. One of my favorite matches of all time. Okay, so you're going to know this one. So the first match was a straight singles match won by Austin. The second match was a street fight won by Triple H. And then Triple H won a third match, but what kind of match was it? A, a last man standing, B, a hell in the cell, C, a cage match, or D, a lumberjack match? Cage match. It was a cage match. Three, four, three. Okay. Kurt Angle defended defended and lost the WWF Championship to this man at No Way Out 2001. Was it Undertaker, Kane, Mick Foley, or The Rock? The Rock. It was The Rock. Four, four, four. Okay. Final question. Can you go perfect today? How confident were you when I said No Way Out 2001 from Paradise, Nevada? Not confident at all because I didn't remember um, that the show, the Triple H versus Austin. That's the Triple H versus Austin three stages of hell match show to me. That's not No Mercy. So once you put the name with that, then now I I felt good. But at first, not good at all. All right. I realize I asked you a question how confident you were. That was not your fifth question. Your fifth question is... Stevie Richards and Ivory defeated this uh, I'm sorry, Stevie Richards with Ivory defeated this member of the commentary team. Was it Jim Ross with Sable, Jerry the King Lawler with the cat, 
Jonathan Coachman with Tori Wilson, or Taz with Jazz. So, so Ivory accompanies Stevie Richards. So I'm giving you a right. member of the commentary team with a female accompaniment. So right. Um, I, I gotta go with the coach. Oh, it's Jerry Lawler with the cat. Oh man, the cat was still around in 2001. Yeah, yeah. Probably not oh. for much longer because then she gets fired and Jerry walks away for a bit too. But uh, don't you feel like Taz with Jazz? That's a missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that is a missed opportunity. I, oh, man, I was so close to the perfect plex. So very close. All right. Well, let me tell some folks about things going on. So you can get the Chair Shot T-shirt. This is the last day that I'm going to be – well, yeah, so last day I'm going to be talking about the chair shot as our featured shirt for the month. So, uh, but but do check it out. The chair shot is our featured shirt of this month. Twenty dollars. It's not only it not only features a steel chair, but it's also a steel of a deal. It comes in the super soft style with no upcharges. If you're a two X or above, no upcharge for that. And you can get it in a bunch of different colors. Um, go to BodySlamClothes.com. That's a short link for you to get to it's on the minutes spell time shop so uh do check it out the shirt is really great i like it a lot and then furthermore if you are a sports fan do check out the primetime rundown join joey jarzenka ian schreier and rob deluca on friday nights for the primetime rundown they take you through the world of sports and the show kicks off at 6 p.m on the eastern observer the Essential Wrestling Podcast, every Tuesday at 6 p.m., hosted by Al Carl. John Smith is on the show. I'm on the show. John DeConi is on the show. And also Gary Mahaffey. We return every Tuesday at 6 p.m. to go through highlights in the world of wrestling. Uh, you can check that out on the Eastern Observer. And our show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, is every day, Monday through Thursday at 10 a.m. We will be back tomorrow with a special interview uh, that we're going to take later today, but it's an interview with Georgia Smith, daughter of the late Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog. We're going to be talking about the new Icon series coming up. And also on Monday, I have a special interview with Jake St. Patrick. Jake is a is well-known down here in the Florida scene. He was on AEW Dark. He wrestled Will Hobbs and Brian Cage, and he had a uh, tag match. Uh, so should be a should be a great interview with Jake St. Patrick on Monday. He does say that every day is St. Patrick's Day, so uh, that will be what we're celebrating on Monday, which will be the first episode of the month of March. So it all makes sense to me. John, anything to impart on the on the world of wrestling watchers here before we go? I do have a small word of advice for everybody. Uh, to all those who love going to Dairy Queen because of their blizzards. Just keep it at that. Don't get their food. I tried it for the first time the other day, and it was one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life. So just stick with the blizzards, Dairy Queen. Enough with the food. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, everybody. That's been our show. Thank you, John Smith. Uh, we will catch everybody tomorrow with another episode uh, with Georgia Smith. So thanks, everybody.